0: Well, one more Sunday about Balaam. You can't let the guy go too easy, you know. You've got you to gotta kind of glean what it has to say. Balak, the king of Moab, he's angry towards Balaam because Balaam is not cursing the children of Israel He's instead taken to this high place, and there, on three different occasions, Balaam actually blesses the children of Israel. Balaam is afraid to say anything bad about Israel after the donkey experience and after the uh, angel of the Lord standing in the way with a drawn sword. So we have Balak and Balaam, and they part ways. Balak, again, he is angry with Balaam for blessing Israel instead of cursing them. But before they part ways, and we're not given this unless we look forward to a scripture, Balaam gives evil advice to Balak. He gives advice how to cause Israel to stumble and fall. And it appears, it doesn't say so specifically, but it appears Balaam receives his wages of unrighteousness that Peter talks about in 2 Peter 2.15. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Balaam was intent upon receiving the payoff, the bonus that Balak has offered. And he doesn't want to let this opportunity to gain riches, he doesn't want it to slip away. So Balaam, he can't curse Israel. However, he can tell Balak how to cause Israel to sin, to stumble, to fall out of the graces of God. Balaam knows that the sin of harlotry will cause God to judge Israel quickly. Balaam is familiar enough with God to know that if he advises Balak how to stumble Israel, he's kind of give Balaam what he wants and he has received his reward. But Israel, they will sin so grievously that God will judge his people harshly and quickly, let me read a verse ahead, and this will help explain uh, chapter 25 that we're going to be going through, and that's chapter 31 of Numbers, verse 16. Look. And this is Moses speaking, by the way. Look, these women caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to trespass against the Lord in the incident of Peor. And there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. Balaam has just counseled Balak on how to cause Israel to sin. Now let's read the results of that sin. And we'll read chapter 25. It's a short chapter, and we'll read the entire chapter. Now Israel remained at the Acacia Grove, and the people began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab. They invited the people to sacrifice to their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel was joined to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of the people and hang the offenders before the Lord out in the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. So Moses said to the judges of Israel Every one of you kill his men who rejoined to Baal, or Baal, however you want to say it, of Peor. And indeed, one of the children of Israel came and presented to his brethren a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Now, when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar saw the son of Aaron, the priest, when he saw it, he rose from among the congregation, took a javelin in his hand, and he went in after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman, through her body. So the plague was stopped among the children of Israel, and those who died in the plague were 24,000. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel, because he was zealous with my zeal among them, so that it did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore say, Behold, I give him my covenant of peace, And it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of everlasting priesthood, because he was zealous for his God, and he made atonement for the children of Israel. Now the name of the Israelite who was killed, who was killed with the Midianite woman, was Zimri, the son of Selu, a leader of of a father's house among the Simeonites. And the name of the Midianite woman who was killed was Cosby, the daughter of Sir, who was head of the people of her father's house in Midian. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Harass the Midianites and attack them. For they harassed you with their schemes by which they seduced you in the matter of Peor and in the matter of Cosby, the daughter of the leader of Midian, their sister who was killed in that day of the plague. Because of Peor. What an event. We have here the men of Israel. And they begin to commit adultery and harlotry and fornication with the women of the Moabites. When sexual sin is spoken of, the word commit comes into focus. You do not fall into sexual sin. You must commit to it. You must give forethought on how to commit this sin. We often hear a common expression today when we see a couple and they're becoming way too intimate, and we have an expression that says, Get a room. <laughs> And what is being said is there is if you must commit fornication or adultery, at least do it privately. Israels, their old men and their young men are sacrificing to the God of Peor, which is Baal. This lustful practices of sacrificing to Baal comes via the council of of balaam who told balak how to do this these acts of harlotry and sacrificing to baal causes god's wrath to ignite you don't want god's wrath to ignite against you scripture tells us when you commit sexual sin you are joined to that person you become one with them And the Moabite women, they're seducing the children of Israel, the men, uh, and they're doing it to commit sexual sin with them. Israel is a nation that is separated unto God. And Israel's sin is very offensive to God. It was back then in the days of the law, and it is today. The men of Israel, they've rejected the living God, and they've joined themselves to Baal of Peor. And Baal is a satanic idol of pleasure. And it's not fitting that we get into all these acts of sacrifice here in a mixed company. It's not even fitting to do it among uh, men or whatever. It is sufficient for us to see how God, in his anger towards the men of israel for committing these sacrifices god brings about instant capital punishment with those who are committing this sexual sin god tells moses take all the leaders of the people of israel and have your leaders hang these offenders hang them out in the sun Kind of sounds like an old Western movie or something, does it? Hang them in the sun. Moses, he doesn't have a choice in this matter. God has told him specifically what to do. Moses is to do this so the anger of the Lord may turn away. And Moses, he commands the judges of all the tribes, you leaders are to kill the men of your tribe who were joined to Baal of Peor. Capital punishment for sexually joining yourselves to the women of Moab, to the women sacrificing to Baal. Adultery and fornication are grievous sins before God. When the people of Israel would turn away from God, he would call it adultery. You've turned to other lovers. It's a personal thing when we commit sexual sin with another person before God. And to personally join yourself to Baal, forsaking God in his commandments, it brought this plague on Israel where 24,000 have already died. These men of Israel, they're joining themselves They're rejecting the living God in favor of idol-worshipping women. The iniquity of Israel is too much for God, so he rains down judgment upon his people. Thus we hear the command of Moses, hang these offenders, hang them out in the sun, so the anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel very severe then we read of the blatant in your face sin of Zimri of the tribe of Simeon with Cosby a Midianite woman this is not the daughter of Bill Cosby (laughs) however it seems to fit but anyway (laughs) this is not a casual sin Because names are being named with the sin. In verses 14 and 15, we we hear the name Zimri. And right in front of Moses, Zimri, in front of the congregation near the tabernacle of meeting, Zimri is flaunting his open rebellion against God with harlotry. It's like coming to church to commit your sins, and you do so out in a parking lot where all the church can see you. This is the extent of what Zimri is doing. Unfortunately, today in our society, we see a boldness with some who commit sexual sin. They're not content to just commit sin, but they do it. in-your-face type sinning. Movies and TV promote fornication as the acceptable behavior to satisfy lustful desires. What they fail to show in the movies and on TV is, however, there are a lot of lives that are affected adversely from STD. They don't mention that, though lifelong health problems for a moment of pleasure, a moment of discretion. But not all of Israel's young men are involved in this sexual sin, and that's good. Phinehas, the son of the high priest Eliezer, the grandson of Aaron, the first high priest, also witnesses the sin of Zimbri and Cosby. Phineas sees the open display of harlotry. And it gets to him. He's got to do something about it. So he jumps up, he grabs a javelin, he goes into the tent of Zimri, and he thrusts the javelin through Zimri and Cosby, killing both of them on the spot. This killing of By Phineas, stop the plague which is rapidly going through the camp of Israel and 24,000 people have died. So Balaam's sinful advice, his wicked counsel, has brought a huge death toll upon Israel. But the zeal of God has overcome Phineas And he must do something about the challenge that Moses has challenged the leaders with. And that is to kill those that are joined to Baal of Peor. Phinehas is a priest. Called of God to represent God to the people and the people to God. Now it would be easy for us to fall into... Thinking where demonstration against sin is always acceptable. But our demonstrations against sin are not always necessarily of God. Now, allow me to explain. There is an ultra right wing group who feel they have a right to demonstrate, a right to picket veterans funerals. You've heard about them. They're against veterans because veterans have served in the military of the United States, and they've served a government that this group feels should be cursed of God. It's the Westboro Baptist Church. Yesterday, they picketed against Bo Biden's at Bo Biden's funeral, and of course, uh, Biden is our vice president. Now, they go by the name Baptists, but the Baptists don't have anything to do with them. Believe me. <laughs> and I'm not here to pick on Baptists, but that just happens to be the name that they're going by. Fred Phelps, the founder of this church, he died last year, but this group is known this group for their hatred, they hate homosexuals, they hate Jews, they picket funerals of veterans, yet they call themselves a Christian church. It's easy to see that these pickets that they put on and these demonstrations, they're not regarding God or country. They're just voicing their hatred. And they're not acting upon God's commands like Phineas did. Phineas is reacting to a zeal given to him by God, spoken of by Moses. Not all so-called acts of righteous indignation are demonstrations for God. They're just not. But Phineas, he stood up for righteousness, and he stopped even turning back this plague, this wrath of God upon Israel. And Scripture tells us that Phineas, in his righteous zeal for God, has saved thousands of lives. And we're to take note of that. As Christians, so what do we do today? There can be many things that offend us, wouldn't want us, make us want to demonstrate or pick it even. And we have to be careful in choosing our battles. If you feel your call to that, you best make sure that God is leading you and you're not acting in the flesh. We can have a conflict of heart when we see things like sexual promiscuity and it and going on so prevalent around us in our face. But we Christians, we have a ballot box. We're allowed to vote. And I think it's an obligation for every Christian to vote righteously. Vote for a candidate that fears God. Vote for a person who you... F- At least think we'll pray about some of the issues that face them. And we're to vote for issues of morality. Sinful people and sinful organizations, they're not at rest. They are promoting sinful lifestyles. And as Christians, we are to stand against those. I'm not suggesting for a moment that we have the right to take another human life as Phineas did. We'd, in my opinion, we don't have a right to pick at someone's funeral even, you know, let the dead bury their dead. But Phineas, his zeal was commendable. Phineas was acting upon a command by Moses from the heart of God. Phineas stopped a plague where thousands are dying. Scripture tells us that Phineas was making atonement for the children of Israel as a priest, as he should do. Phineas received a covenant of peace from God, an everlasting priesthood given to him by God. So what do we take from this? I don't think we should ever be afraid to stand up for righteousness. I know there's penalties if you talk about being a Christian on some of the jobs, and I'm sure some people suffer for it. But don't ever be afraid to stand up for righteousness. That doesn't give us a carte blanche, though, to kill those who sin for today we live under a covenant of grace we're not under the law anymore we no longer kill sinners (laughs) thank goodness but we are to stand for righteousness for who knows God's plan for the sinners may be just like the plans he had for us to call us to himself to save us what were we all like before christ entered our life something to think think about i'm so glad that god is long-suffering and patient and graceful to us amen amen let me get you to stand we'll close in prayer Father, sometimes we need clarity in our lives as where to take a stand and where to not take a stand and what to stand up for morally and who to vote for even, Lord. So we ask for your wisdom, Lord. You tell us that if we ask for your wisdom, you will give it to us. So as we sort out our daily lives, on issues of importance to you, issues important to our society. Lord, you clearly guide us and direct us is my prayer, that you would show us what you would have us to do, even if it's just talking to a friend or a neighbor. Give us us that instruction that we need from your Holy Spirit as where to stand on issues. Lord, we live in a society that appears to be becoming more and more sinful. Lord, we want to be salt. We want to be light in a world that's dark around us. So, Lord, give us boldness. Give us zeal, a righteous zeal, Lord, for your ways, for your commandments. And, Lord, most of all, give us a love in our heart for those that need you. Let a testimony always be on our lips, Lord, of the goodness of our God. Help us in this way, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.